Ah, beloved, I'm Pastor Trey, and you're now listening to the New Living Translation. This is Bonafide Bible Talk, because God speaks my language too, and I'm sure enough about to act like it. Let's go. So if you are listening to this and you are somebody who does not identify as a believer, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, I'm willing to bet, like good money, that one of the reasons you do not identify as a believer, maybe not the main reason, maybe the main reason, I don't know, but one of the reasons is because of the conduct of people who call themselves Christians, believers, followers of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to be real with you. I empathize with that. Because as somebody who does identify as a follower of Jesus Christ, a Christian, a believer, some of my main frustration comes with the baggage that that label carries because of some of the other people who identify as Christians, believers, followers of Jesus Christ. Whatever label we prefer, I have to wear that. And it's easy to want to create distance sometimes and try to talk about how we're all different because the truth is we don't all believe the same things. That's a cold, hard fact. Uh, My bro Mike said the other day, there is no Christianity there are Christianities, plural, with S on the end. And I'd agree with that. I think that's always been the case. I think you can see some of the roots of that in the Bible with the fact that there are four different Gospels telling the same story about the same man. What that suggests to me is that there are different communities with different testimonies, different emphasis, things of that nature. And I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of. But I do think it's something uh, that we ought to reckon with now. Something that we ought to acknowledge and be honest about. Because when it comes to trying to witness, trying to tell people about God, we simply can't deny the fact that there isn't uniformity on all of these things. That the idea of unity that we often promote is more of a end goal than a reality in the present. When I read the Bible, I'm also... uh, affirmed in these thoughts and these feelings by the testimony of some of the earliest Christians we have on the record. Because it's clear that there are other people who made their jobs as Christians harder. People who made it more difficult to be honest in their own estimation because uh, sometimes Christians said things that were contradictory to one another. And today, I want to go into a text that illustrates one such example how that happens and the fact that we're not really alone in this exasperation that it's a tale as old as time or at least Christian time whatever that means so I want you guys to meet me in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and into a bit of chapter 12 where the apostle Paul is clearly almost at his wit's end with the forces that he has to contend with in order to do ministry in order to do work, in order to share the good news about Jesus Christ in an environment where a lot of people want to make that good news something else altogether. Today, this is Bonafide Bible Talk about 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and 12. I hope y'all are listening a little low me for a little while longer. Just rock with me for a little bit. 
Because with all of the desire that God could possibly muster, I wish y'all would stay focused on God. You see, I made it my mission to keep y'all focused, ready, prepared for a day of union and oneness with Christ. But sometimes I get worried that y'all going to get sidetracked just like Eve and the serpent in the garden. You listen to any old thing, even if someone gives you a whole different Jesus than the one we taught you about. Even if someone preaches a whole different spirit than the one Jesus gave y'all. Even if the good news they preaching don't look nothing like the one y'all first believed. But the folks selling y'all all this bull ain't better than me. I'm like, maybe I ain't the most articulate speaker, but I ain't no dummy. I done showed you that as many ways as I know how. Was I tripping when my broke behind taught y'all without expecting nothing? Other folks dang there went broke trying to support me so I could serve among y'all without invoicing you. And when I was with y'all hungry enough for my ribs to touch, I ain't ask you for nothing. Folks came from way out to bring me whatever I needed. I ain't never been no burden to y'all, and I ain't never going to be one. And as surely as I know Jesus, ain't nobody in this whole country going to stop me from reminding y'all. You think it's because I'm mad and I don't love y'all? <laughs> Hell yeah, I love y'all. But I'm always going to be me. I'm always going to rock like this. So anyone who's trying to say they kick it like we do got to show their receipts just like I did, because they lying to you. The grifters who call themselves apostles, but shoot, even Satan pretends to be an angel of light. So it ain't no surprise that his servants also out here acting like they working for good. But in the end, they getting exposed and dealt with accordingly. For real, I don't think I'm wilding for keeping it 100 with y'all. But even if you think I'm wilding, just listen to me like you do them other phonies when I talk my talk. You see, me talking like this ain't from God, but if y'all only gonna listen to goofies, then I'm gonna talk goofy too. Since everybody wanna brag on themselves, I'm gonna do it too. Y'all think y'all the smartest people in every room, but you seen the light getting preyed on by these dummies. You're sitting here like marks. These people done came in here and took you for everything you got just to lie to you. They run everything and you let them. I'm almost mad we ain't run the same game on y'all. But whatever mess they talking about, there's me wilding again. I'm going to talk that talk too. They God's chosen people. Me too. They got the right bloodline. Me too. They claim Abraham as an ancestor. Me too. They say they be working for Christ. I know I'm getting redundant and I might sound like a hater, but hell, I don't work more for Christ. I put in more work. I've been locked up more. I done got my hind parts with raw and they keep trying to kill me. I can count five different times. The same folks that I used to work with had me whipped. Three times they beat me with rods. Once they even stoned me. I've been shipwrecked three times. I done spent a whole day and night floating in the sea like Rose and Jack and Titanic. I spent all my time on the road and on the sea hitchhiking. I got to deal with robbers and storms. I catch it from my own people and from people who think I'm racist because of the people I come from. In the city, in the wilderness, out in the water, I've been there and I done made it through. I done had phony Christians give me smoke. I done work without sleep, food, and drink. I done froze my butt off. And on top of all this, I still be worried about y'all and the rest of God's people. Which of y'all been weak without me feeling weak with you? Which one of y'all done fell off without me feeling it in the worst way? If I'm going to brag, it's going to be about the stuff that shows how weak I am. God knows I ain't lying. When I was out in Damascus, they had whole police squads out to get me. They had to sneak me out the city wall in a basket. Me bragging they gonna hit with y'all, but let me keep going. 
I ain't even excited to tell y'all this, but I'll be seeing things from God. Well, my friend, right? Like I, I mean, my friend, he got caught up to the highest heavens. Like he's seen heaven in body, out of body. I don't know. It don't even matter. Only God knows. But I know for sure we seen heaven. I seen things so dope. We ain't even got the words to share them. That's worth bragging about. But I ain't going to do it. I'm only going to brag about me being weak. If I wanted to brag, I could do it. And I wouldn't even be tripping because I'd be telling you the truth. But I ain't going to do it because I don't want you to give me credit for what I say about myself. Only give me credit for how you see me living and what I say about Jesus. I don't even care if I have seen heaven. Matter of fact, let me keep it real with you. Just to keep me from getting too big for my britches, I got this thorn in my flesh. This torment that I'm sure as hell ain't come from God, but just to keep me humble. And let him pray to God three different times to take this mess away from me. But every single time, all God said was my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. And that's why I be talking about how weak I am. Because that's when you see the power of Christ working in me. So I'm not ashamed of my weaknesses. Man, I celebrate the haters. I celebrate hard times. All them whippings, all them times I've been locked up. I did that for Jesus. Because when I'm weak, that's when I'm really strong. I'll be the first to tell you that me and the Apostle Paul ain't always been on the same page. He has a couple things to say that give me pause. That's the general way to put it, I guess. Like even in this passage, when he talks about the thorn in the flesh that's given to him to torment him, I think it leaves the door open for us to blame a whole lot of things on God and tolerate them as honorable that may not necessarily be that healthy. But what I can empathize with is the fact that he's sitting there trying to make sense of something that otherwise doesn't make sense. Like, Why would somebody who's dedicated so much time and energy to serving God have to deal with something even after praying so many times? And I can relate to digging deep down and having to make sense of that, which ought to break you. And here we are dealing with Paul, who, as he's recounting all of the various things he's been through just for spreading the gospel, trying to transform people, trying to liberate them from all of these broken ways of thinking and being that have so marred their very existence, prevented them from living life fully, the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. And he has to contend with people who claim to be preaching the same God, but yield very different results. I can relate to that in a lot of different ways. There's times when I talk about a Jesus who wants to see us full and am accused by different people of preaching a truncated gospel because I have the nerve to believe that Jesus was serious when he taught us to pray that the kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. There are certain people who've taken aspects of the gospel that if you're not paying very close attention, they can preach it to you, make you feel real good maybe even a little convicted, motivate you to change. But they're not being faithful to the fullness of the gospel. As a matter of fact, it might be an entirely different gospel than the one that was first preached. 
And that's really frustrating to a lot of people. I'm not naive. I don't believe that the Christian message, the way of Jesus is going to be appealing to everyone. Of course, there's going to be points of contention. Of course, some people just won't agree. And that's okay. It's not my job to win everybody over. But what does become a lot more frustrating is when my job is made more difficult by people who claim to be on the same team as me, working as actual active opponents. People who claim that this gospel of Jesus is somehow compatible with seeing people broken, that it is somehow compatible with converting people to an eternal heavenly reality while keeping them bound in a hellish existence in the here and now. And honestly, it's not the Jesus I worship. My problem is that from a distance, it's hard to tell the difference. It's hard for people to tell who's who. And I'm comforted when I see the words of Paul, even in his exasperation, that this is not a new phenomenon. The people have always had to contend with other people, maybe secret agents. I don't know. They put on the jersey and then it's hard to get your message out and separate it from the other people who look like you from a distance. It was my homie Mike who said that there is no Christianity, only Christianities with an S on the end. Because at the end of the day, we need to accept that there won't always be uniformity of not only message, but even motives. Sometimes we get a braggadocious faith that provides more answers than it leaves room for questions. But as for me, I choose to embrace a faith that allows room for my weakness. That allows me to talk about my flaws. Because it's then that God's grace gets to show up. Whatever good I've done in this world has often been in spite of my worst impulses. Because I believe that God is love, I don't run from my mistakes. I don't try to hide from my weaknesses. I don't feel the need to pretend that everything is good and peachy when it's clearly not. Sometimes I'll be going through it. And if God has any value, it has to be the ability to show up when I'm weak and to keep me going when nothing else can. Because God's grace is sufficient and the power of God is made perfect in my weakness. And when I'm weak, it's when I'm strong because the spirit of God lives in me. Translation is a production of Three Black Men, the podcast about theology, culture, and the world around us. You can follow us on Twitter at three black men. That's the number three, not spelled out black men. You can find me on all social media platforms at Pastor Trey 05. That's Pastor Trey 05. Don't send me no Facebook requests, though. Like, I don't be over there. That's the bad place. This work has been made possible by a community of folks who've chosen to show their support through generosity. You can join us at patreon.com slash three black men. Spell three out that time, though. Patreon.com slash three black men. There you can find even more original content from Sam, Rob, and yours truly. Make sure you subscribe to, rate, and review the New Living Translation and Three Black Men wherever you get your podcast. And remember, real recognize real. Don't get caught looking unfamiliar.